0: Bell. everybody, this week's episode of Big Go Bell Podcast, we are live today, and man, we got a lot to talk about, but you know what, I usually introduce everybody right away, but I figured let's just get right into probably the hottest topic, really, this whole week, and that's literally the Saudi Arabia news, so we, I mean, it was, it was so big, we actually cut an impromptu episode over the weekend, which we haven't done in a very long time, so make sure you definitely check out our last episode on that, as well as our other content that we put out this week. But we, we talked a lot about the travel issues that came out, the statements from different wrestlers, a lot of people's displeasure, um, some people kind of playing the game and not really saying much. But it, it was a lot that went on. But nonetheless, out of everything that went on, <laughs> WWE doubled down and they said, oh, we're going to extend this deal for 10 more years, taking them to 2027, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so a very lucrative deal, obviously, as we know, but with everything that went on, all the speculation and so forth, like I, I, for me, I guess I did not just see this coming. I guess I really did buy into some of the dirt sheet stuff, thinking that this was just a mess. Knowing Saudi Arabia is uh, more or less hostile, uh, <laughs> hostile image in certain cases.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: didn't pass some of the rumors not to be, uh, to find them to, uh, to, to be true, so I don't know, but nonetheless, I mean the deal is done. Ten more years of this super showdown and uh crown jewel. It is what it is. They got an official notice, uh, note that they put out about it. we'll talk about it in a second. But guys, for you guys, for 10 more years, like what are your thoughts? Do you care? Introduce yourself when you come in and let's let's get this show started tonight.
2: <laughs> well, Man. I'll jump in, I'll jump in first real quick and clarify. What uh what well, what they what they did. The the deal was always 10 years. This right. it's your boy Heel Bull Mahoney. So let me get the get the facts in here for what uh happened went down. So 2027 was always the original deals. A 10-year deal started in 2017 through 2027. What changed this week when they put out this press release is they clarified and i guess put in writing in the deal now that it is for two large-scale events a year now that's where there was some confusion is they have been kind of doing two large-scale events whether yeah. there's been the greatest the greatest royal rumble and the super showdown or whatever the yeah. difference is the original deal was for one show a year mm-hmm. and essentially they did the first show everyone was happy there's a lot of money on the table, so it was kind of like, okay, no we can we can come back and do another show for you. I guess you know, they were trying to just make sure everybody was happy. But the original deal was always for one show a year for 10 years. Now the deal has been changed officially now to two shows a year going forward for 10 years. So the time frame is the same, but there's going to be double the shows and I would assume that comes with whatever drama there is with involving money. If you're paying for two shows instead of one show, I would assume there's a different dollar figure involved there that obviously they are not going to talk about publicly.
3: <laughs> for me, uh, silly sellers here, um, for me, money talks. So Vince McMahon is all about making money. He's all about making the big deals, and he's going to do whatever he can across the whole world, You know, not just the U.S. or through TV brands. He's going to do what he needs to do throughout the whole world to maximize on this opportunity. Um, but do I care? I really don't, I still see these shows as lucrative house shows that he's getting paid big money for, so it never really interests me. Like, every single show that's been on, you know, Saudi Arabia, it just hasn't been good for me. Um, I mean, I can't knock him for being a businessman or making this deal, but it just doesn't appeal to me as a consumer, but I understand why you're doing it.
1: Damien Salty G just checking in, and honestly, I watched the cesaro Mansoor match, just to see how good Mansoor did, but that was it. I don't. I have not watched any of the Blood Money pay-per-views. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't sit at home or, or leave work to to go see it early or even watching you know, on the network because I, I know some people watch it at work or some people go home like it's an international event here in the states. And does it matter to me to to go off what what Marcel said? Uh, n- no, because money talks, and unfortunately Vince is... I think his next step is to do a wrestling event on the moon. I think that's his next goal. This is he's <laughs> gonna take it out of space. You know, when Space Force becomes a thing, it'll be Wrestle Force in space.
0: You know, he but, got connections here.
1: Exactly. That's what I'm bringing it up. But <laughs> 10 more years. Think about I'm gonna come from the talent perspective. Aside from Money Talks, you saw the video of them getting off that long, long flight when they got there. And then trying to get them out for whatever the shenanigans was, not letting them leave, leave to come home. <laughs> I'm just thinking that in and of itself will be an international incident in the air before these ten years are up. I can almost mm-hmm. guarantee it. A plane's gonna go missing is what my greatest fear is.
2: Oh. or or they get stranded there like there was worries about this week it's like you can get over there fine it's getting out Mm -hmm. and getting back that can be the issue (laughs) well
1: because then they're gonna be like castaway and tom heck so that's what i'm worried about too
3: (laughs) we'll find a camera to have a wrestling match on that that aspect too so you never know
2: To to expand on what Damien was saying, though, I'm totally in the same boat since I was just dropping down the facts before. As far as my personal feelings on the darn Saudi shows, I never watch them. I'm always at work when they're happening and I can't turn them on while I'm there. So the most I ever see is essentially what gifts pop up on like mm-hmm. the social media And I think the last time when the Goldberg-Taker match happened I happened to get home right as they were getting in the ring So I was like, okay, that I turned on Because I was very curious what kind of train act, train wreck that was going to be But otherwise, I'm not going out of my way for those shows I'm not watching them later on a replay to catch them It's like, I've always been like, whatever they're, they're, As we've often said here on the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast They're a glorified house show for an audience of one and that's perfectly fine. They're perfectly fine for what they are, but they're nothing I need to go out of my way for to personally watch.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, you guys pretty much took all my 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 thoughts. But the only thing I will say is that visually, the status of it is amazing. So you know, the the the, the presentation, and for people who probably don't get a, 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 an opportunity at WrestleMania, I, I guess it's, it excites them a little bit that now they can say that. Well, there's three chances to be at WrestleMania in a year. But other than that, the business side of it, I don't know, man. Like if I I'm thinking if I had like a brother or, you know, some type of relative that was in it, it it would definitely worry me knowing that twice a year um, trouble or business can go bad. Something that you may not directly be involved with, but you definitely will be affected by. But um, hopefully there was a lesson learned from this time um, and security is done better and transportation is handled better. And and even still, everyone has some type of backup plan just in case something does go wrong. But it is what it is. Business talk, money talk, you know, and that's that's what it is. And I'm I'm pretty sure their um uh, their their financial reports is going to really truly reflect this deal being done along with the Fox deal as well. And uh, yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, uh, more of the, like I said, if you want to really dig uh, dig deep into our discussion about the Saudi Arabia uh, show and uh, an aftermath of it as well, definitely check out our previous uh, full episode of this uh, that came out on Monday. I think I released it. Or Yeah, maybe, it was, yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was s-
2: Monday M- Monday morning. We broke down all the rumors and all the speculation and all the social media posts that were out there or varying stories going around. And at this point, I think this, this show is always going to, I think, now be remembered by... What exactly happened that we're never going to, it seems, know the truth about? There's just (laughs) all these stories about what went down and what didn't and people that made statements that suddenly kind of went back on them. And I don't know, man, Monday night was interesting with a lot of people suddenly getting pushes out of nowhere where it was like, ah, People are being some good soldiers out there, and it looks like they're benefiting from it now on Monday night. But I,
0: yeah, I was I just know. I was just gonna say the one big positive is after that, WWE surely got things a little crazy over each of their brands. Uh we'll talk sure about it in a second because I feel mm-hmm. like there's something else that should be coming immediately after this conversation. Uh I could be wrong, but like I said, WWE product got very interesting, very exciting. And I wish Jamal was here because I got a bone to pick with him just a little bit about about some of the things that happened this week. Uh, But nonetheless, uh, I I was very much in tune to each of the shows. I think viewership statistics also says that I wasn't alone and so forth. But yeah, we got a lot to talk about tonight, um, including AEW as they make their uh, final descent into Baltimore, Maryland for full gear. And um, obviously, as uh, WWE begins to take off about two weeks of uh, time until they get to a very, very interesting week in Survivor Series. And um, and of course, there's probably some ru- uh, rumors and news that's floating around there that we may need to discuss. So um hope you guys are ready. But yeah, let's get into the show now. So all right.
3: So we'll be, we'll be talking about first. So let's talk about Friday. So Damien said this before we went off the air as far as a perfect segue how we could lead to Friday. So, of course, we know the travel issues came up. And basically, WWE was out half their roster because a lot of them were still dealing with the Saudi Arabia. So what does WWE do? Okay, we got Survivor Series. Hmm. What can we add to this element? So I know it's probably already rumored up for NXT to be in there. But how the show went, it probably had to do a lot of modifications in there. So NXT, of course, jumped in and surprised a lot of people how much they were implemented within uh, Friday Night Smackdown. And I think in a way, this invasion angle kind of similar, similarly did it when, you know, WCW came in with, with WWF at the time of WWE before they made this um, unification. And it kind of mimicked that to a certain degree. And when you get a chance to build up so many rosters, I mean, so many characters on this roster, on this big mainstream TV on Fox, of course you're going to be like, oh, who's this? Oh, who's this? Are they doing this? But I still have one gripe. And maybe it's a rumor that I'm missing, but where in the hell in this past week has been Velveteen Dream?
2: (laughs) 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 Isn't he hurt? I think he's hurt. Supposedly hurt.
0: He is hurt. They did play uh, play an angle, but I will say this too. If I know anything about the WWE, I would have to think that his stint of calling out Vince landed him in the doghouse. This may be a far reach, but but on a consistent basis, anybody else who's tried anything like that with Vince obviously never went good for them. And I think right. that Titus O'Neill trying to dap his homie up obviously is the smallest form of petty that ultimately sent that man into a whirlwind of where is that guy? Right. So, I wouldn't be surprised if a little bit of that comes with like, hey, he's hurt, but also keep him at ease for a little bit. But also at the same time, it's like, you know, it may be some like, it, it may be some small punishment. At least that's how it feels to me, because the guy momentum was so hot that he doesn't actually have to wrestle for me to be relevant. And with everything that's happening with, like the mr of rosters the draft and so forth i would have thought he would have been a call out yeah,
3: yeah. you know just so much
0: about him i thought that could have been utilized in very pivotal ways that to not even see him being featured in nxt stuff is just like wow like even like i said backstage interviews of him saying like oh, i don't want to do this whatever anything could have worked because the guy's just really that talented on all angles so i, I thought about that the other day too but I was like, right, you know, maybe, maybe somehow, some ways in the dark house. Now. I'm, it's I'm like I'm about to go back to
3: Zack Ryder's internet show. And I'm sorry, Damien, I'm about to go back to Zack Ryder's internet show. remember when he did that bit, one of the things that he said was, where's Trent? And I'm about to have a milk carton where Trent is trying to be found. Now I'm about to do the same thing for Velveteen Dream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, let me, ask, let me ask this question because we all know in professional sports, when people are, quote unquote, injured, sometimes they're not really injured. They're just listed as injured. and inactive. So, <laughs> maybe maybe the the ruffling of the feathers may be one reason why he's not around but could it possibly be maybe it's a behavioral issue maybe that he's not around
0: i, I agree I, I i totally agree with that i think there's a i think there's a lot of people who goes through um, sort of uh, uh, like uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort sort of like displeasurement with their booking and, and the creative. Yeah, and, disgruntled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, and 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 you know you can't abide by everyone's always nitpicking their personal feelings and personal wish list of how they would want things to go. So I could imagine some people not being professional enough. I mean, I think we're all around the same age and been around the block in our professional worlds a lot. Yep. And I remember yep. it was a good time where maybe I didn't handle business in certain ways and it didn't obviously pay dividends for the future. But after a (laughs) while you learn, you know what I mean? You say, if I want something, I got to go about this the same way. I can imagine these young guys getting everything they want in life, the endorsements, the fans, pleasure, the merchant, all that stuff. But when it's time to make business decisions, they're not so on board. Thus, there seems to be a bit of ruffling of the feathers and, you know, people like roll dog and them are like, yeah, but no, you're going to have to wait, sir. (laughs) And, so, because you came at me the way you did, now we're gonna to have to make sure that you understand that that's not how things go in here. So, I could, I could, all, I could imagine hundred percent that that's a hundred percent a possibility.
1: And not to pull a Jamal here, but <laughs> he doesn't do much for me. I'm not a big fan of Velveteen Dream. I never have been. I've always felt he's more of obviously, yes, he's more of a sports entertainer than an actual wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's not my cup of tea. I love his character work, but without any kind of refinement, I don't really miss him. I just feel like he's creative wrestler number four, and he has stolen everybody's moves from different eras, and it's gotten to the point of, it's not sincere form of flattery. Now it's okay, you're going to steal this move. Oh, okay, you're going to do this move. Well, they did that move about ten years ago. Okay, you're a student now, but now you don't have any innovation. So,
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know, again, maybe that's my indie bias talking because I'm so used to seeing, you know, spots and this and that, and no psychology, but I don't miss them. So when we talk about the actual invasion angle, I think the biggest star out of this so far beside Adam Cole has... Can't
0: get this wrong. There's no way you get this wrong. Was bro. <laughs> it's who?
1: It's the bro. Oh, no. Nah. I think Riddle. he's at least nah. half of it's it. It's either Riddle or Lee. It's one of it's those two. The two nope. of them
2: together. It's Is the that, two of them together. It's, it's definitely
1: not. for me, Champa
3: percent. No. no, I would. No. The only reason I, I, I would say champ because he's already been at the top.
0: Yes. No, the way. dude has oh. just been. The dude has just been hurt, and the fact that he's able to not only make sense to the booking for War Game, but also the bookings for the Evasion, I think. And on top of that, the fact that he's been a heel, but he, he's also kind of leading this crusade. But you still could get behind the fact that he is a heel. I, 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 I just think that he's just doing it right. I. And I think he has a lot on his shoulder because not just that, NST, like this is why I wish Jamal was here. NST has as much as I believe NST is the third brand, them having a live show on Wednesday, I consider them to be a third brand. The language is all being a third brand. Jamal, if I may quote him right, I believe he was saying stuff on the lines of like, but no one takes them serious. So how could you treat how could you consider them a third brand? And cool. But with everything that's happening this week, which I was telling him, I was like, this automatically inserts them as a third brand, a contender, and a force. And in order to do that, yes, Adam Cole, the champion, definitely has to do that job. But the second person that's stepping up that's making sense on, on the evasion angle and both their home territory is, is Champa. He's making it all cohesive to me. It all feels like one thing instead of it being like, oh, well, is still NXT by itself. But... Now, with the invention angle, you, you're encompassing the whole thing. And I think for a fact now, there's no way you can't consider them a third brand and a contender now. And I think really, Chappie, is really the lead for this. I want to hear bro? this bro talk. I want to hear the bro talk.
3: <laughs> I, 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 like, <laughs> bro. I like the bro, bro and uh, Keith Lee because it seems like coming out. I mean, you know Matt, Matt Riddle has like a great personality with his in-ring persona. But it's like something with Keith Lee. It mm-hmm. makes me think about um, Bradshaw and Farouk. In a way, it's like when you put both of them together, they go beyond what you think they could character-wise, and together they're being like, you know, bring yourself to just be over the top of who they are. It's like something that Keith Lee does for Riddle that makes him better, something Riddle does for Keith Lee to make him better. Like, even this whole week, Keith Lee's smile for some reason when he's with Riddle, it seems so funny and entertaining to me (laughs) when they bounce back and forth with each other. He's had that same smile everywhere he's been, but it seems different now where they're together. It it just fits naturally
2: the two of them together bounce the charisma between them off each other and just amplify it. Cause they both have charisma for days, but you put them together and it just amplifies it even more. I think the great thing about their pairing is of course, riddle has that fresh young vibe that is missing so much from WWE's presentation in a lot of ways. And of course he brings the legit credentials with his whole MMA UFC background and all that. Then you put him out there with Keith Lee and compared to so many of the NXT people they're bringing up and showing Lee brings the size. He brings that classic size and that just presence that a lot of them don't bring. So they kind of, in a lot of ways, they're both bringing things to the table that I think a lot of the other NXT folks not, aren't necessarily bring a lot of them just coming based on like their, you know, their indie credentials their well-known names, your Garganos, your Champas, but Both of them bring kind of a wild card factor that you're not necessarily getting from the other characters. I mean, heck, no matter where you're looking, what what roster you're looking at, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, there's tons of great workers. Great work Mm -hmm. isn't the issue. It's how Mm -hmm. you stand out in other ways from that. And that's why I think the two of them are bringing That's making me notice them the most. I think making an impression to the mainstream in my mind. I don't know. I mean, get it. I get it. If if
0: if Champa is the head, then you do got two legit henchmen behind him. If that's what you're mm-hmm. saying, then yes, they look like an imposing force. But again, I think that considering the promo that Champa cut in the ring and the one backstage, I think that when you talk about those two charisma, they wouldn't be able to cut a promo that maybe gives you that same intensity and seriousness but also stays true to their character right now. Like, I
3: think they could, though. I really think they there's could. There's no way, bro.
0: There's no way Matt Riddle's doing it. Keep Lee, possibly, there's no way Matt Riddle's doing it. I think that if Matt, to be, to be quite frank, if I ain't seen Matt Riddle beating people's head down in UFC, the way he was doing, and then the way how he just adapted to the professional wrestling world on the indies and then make that translation into NXT... At some point, you will have to kind of look at him and say, like, I'm not sure if I can take this guy serious because his charisma is so over the top that you may think that he could just be one of those guys. That's just like a guy, you know, just a guy on the roster, sort of say, like like Angel Garza is somebody too. like, if you know his history, you know, the guy's absolutely legit. But then you look at it at the same time. It's like, oh, this might be just another job or maybe a a, a Disco Inferno 2.0 or some sort. But, you know. The the fact of the matter is when you're when you're when you're working an invasion angle, it has to be behind the right people, and I think the the leader of it being champion is just so much more convincing for me than what anybody else in that roster could do. do. Thank God it's not Johnny Gargano. Just but let me God. let me
3: put this let me put this question to you too, James. So think about this: when we think about invasion angles, yeah, you can think about henchmen that's trying to take over, but it can also be a great team that can collaborate together just to make something work. Think about DX. When they quote-unquote invaded WCW that time, now they weren't henchmen per se when they were doing their charisma or their stick, but they were doing something being a great team, and it just worked. So sometimes when you're doing an invasion angle, if you have a, a legit team that can take over something, they don't always have to be henchmen, even though henchmen has a great history like the Nexus, you know, bringing over to try to take over something. But you could do it in a creative way Kind of like what NXT is doing with Riddle and Keith Lee.
0: Here's my other thing too. Invasion angles are so important because not only do you have the storyline, you have to you have to bridge storylines between the the brand that you're invading, your brand that you yeah. represent. Yeah, it could legit be career defining if it's done correctly. If I'm not mistaken, who's on the head of WWE right now? Who's the head person? This man. Mm-hmm. No, no, not. Oh, no, uh, you mean talent.
1: talent-wise? Yeah, talent-wise. Who's the hair?
0: Oh, person? talent-wise, oh. They're gonna be Roman. No, Specky Lynch. 100%. Y'all remember how she got how she took off? Do y'all remember what happened? She had yeah. that convincing invasion angle when she got bloody and she made a scene, and it was so believable. And everything that she went and followed it up online made her the superstar that she was. So that's what i that's what I mean by how important it has to be when you are the face of your brand. Not not just self brand, but the va- the brand that you're invading with, and that you're invading to, That it ultimately means everything, and it makes you legit contender. Like Becky was getting, I ain't want to say squash, but please give Becky, give please give Becky a chance was definitely a thing. But over that, it just took off for her. So what I'm saying for this with Champ is that NXT just now becoming live television. Now being listed as a third brand first time on Survivor Series, if you're actually going to look at these as one 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 instead of two ones and then a sub tier under it, 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 this invasion thing makes it, it means everything, and I think that's just what Champ is doing is just providing the exact tone and seriousness that NST needs to move forward with it but I, I agree the hitment behind them is definitely the the, the right too.
3: Mm-hmm. I would
0: also think that uh Damien Priest or even Walter. For if he, you know, if he was full time NST, I guess that's not really to be determined because he's uh, still the, in a uh, UK champion. But yes, you do. You want you want those big guys, those big faces that make sense to say like they're larger in life, and and we're serious. So
3: that's my that's my point. Side note, let me add just one little side piece to it. Now, what about Shayna Baszler? What did a woman fit on this aspect too, as far as you know her not, upcoming? Because
0: go ahead. Not a problem. NST roster on the paper. And 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 on paper and overall career and everything is better than those both of those main rosters, easily. I mean, Shayna Baszler, just for what she's doing. I mean, is Oscar even Oscar would be the only threat to, to this argument here. But for me, outside of Becky Lynch, you put Shayna Baszler, E.O. Shirai, uh, uh um, I can't even think of her name right now. Um Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley and why well, can't I think Renee right now? The EST of NST. Oh, oh Bianca. Bianca. Bianca Belair. Oh, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. That's I'm sorry. That's a force to be reckoned with right there to me. I, mm-hmm. I, I I I think like you know if if you you talk about them invading a brand that that has serious toll to it. Anna Candice Lerae. Like the NST ro- the NST women's roster is undoubtedly the best women's <laughs> roster on <laughs> all of wrestling.
1: Yeah. All right, I'm gonna throw my, my hat in here because I'm the resident women's wrestler aficionado guy. But uh, how embarrassed were you as wrestling fans last night if oh you saw god. it?
2: Oh my god! <laughs> to see
1: that Taya and that that Tayonara match, like honestly,
2: we're and Santana Garrett.
1: Whew, well, like, thank
3: you for I, that retweet, Will. Thank you for that retweet.
1: I, I've had my I've had my issues with Santana Garrett as a performer for being too smiley and almost too robotic. But holy crap, That oh my was bad, that was most, terrible. That, uh, I've seen Dana Brooke be bad. I've never seen Dana Brooke be this bad.
2: Go ahead, was, Will, oh. I know what you want and to say. As, as someone replied when I when I found that tweet this morning that that showed that clip of them just oh essentially God. working in slow motion, mm-hmm. it looked like one person replied to it, and I, I think they nailed it perfectly with what happened. Is probably those girls were probably told if you get nervous out there, just slow down and think about what you're doing, and they followed. <laughs> oh, that they did. Key.
1: They Orange Cassidy slowed down. That's how slow they went. For oh real. my god,
2: that was worse than
3: Orange Cassidy. But I love Orange Cassidy. But that was worse than his speed.
0: <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say, and I'm just gonna repeat my tweet that I said earlier is that look, I'm not mad at it because I know there's days when I want to go into work and I'm just like over it, and I'm just like, you know, I'm here.
1: Nah, bro, I'm you just can't gonna compare p- the two. You, you can't compare though. I mean, no. they went to work.
0: They 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 clocked into. To, yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> clocked they in. They were just like, uh <laughs> What's on the schedule today, all right, cool, and they went out, and then there.
1: they and then they realized midway through they were on live television,
0: yeah, I think, <laughs> so I'm not mad at them, i mean it was it was ultimately my Monday mood all the way. I was just like, you know i I, I can relate with that, so you know, if anybody want to uh make a gift out of that for me, go ahead and send that my way because like that's that's definitely mood at least every other Monday for me, so oh my
1: God. I, I, but all jokes aside to piggyback off what you said about the women's division nXt
0: mm-hmm. I will
1: take. All those women in the war game, well, not all the women in the war game matches. I still don't think Shafir and the other one. They're not in it. They're not not in it. it, it. Good. As long as they're not in it, good. I'll take any of those eight, make it ten women that you have in mind for that match. Put them on the main roster, and you could then you could literally build your own women's show. Mm -hmm.
0: Evolution, 100%. I mean, I'm surprised we didn't. I don't know. Maybe they need to sign, sign a 10-year deal for, for Evolution as well, too. Because I'm proud But, yeah, 100%. The NXT Women's rosters is so freaking stacked that um, if there was to be, which I don't know if there's going to be, I, I don't know how they would do that. But I don't know if there's going to be some type of um, triple threat. Uh, or a certain amount of talent uh cross brand match for survivor series I mean we're all going to get the championship match, which should be legit as hell uh but i don't know if there's going to be any other involvement with women uh for survivor series, so it would be curious i mean i mean I, obviously I think we'll be all for it, but um as of right now, is there any is there any type of way they can do this oh. Uh. Unless they oh. just do like a special feature where they just say NST woman roster versus the best out of the uh, well, Smackdown yeah, they, and can, Raw. they
1: can just have a, a traditional survivor series a women's five match, five.
0: yeah. Okay, did they have that last year? I'm slowly blanking out.
2: I think they did, they have it every yeah, year. Yeah, well, yeah. everything previously has just been Raw versus SmackDown. Okay, so, yeah, I'll, they, they, I'll, this is the first year adding the third brand into it, so that gets tricky. I don't know, I a three way survivor series match would probably be. A mess to try and like direct traffic theory <laughs> i just had a robot moment for a second I, yeah you're right they did have those the previous year yeah
0: so anyway i think uh, it'll be great and i think nst women's roster is definitely the more dominant roster on paper and and in factual uh in factual that they're better than the other two main roster um brands so yeah but my, my my whole point about this conversation is that um nxt now undoubtedly is a third brand they're going to compete Um, And I think they're making a good try. And with all the mishaps in Saudi Arabia, we actually we actually got some really good stuff happening in WWE because of that. And it's good because everyone's taking their moments and they're completely shining with it. And I'm absolutely happy for that because it's not that, you know, it's going to be it's still going to be a lot of this like moving up mentality that people are having. It's not that for me. It's the it's the mentality of saying like hey, we've seen these people work so hard all over the world. Now that they're in WWE, I would like for them to see people that have come before them in order for them to get a chance to be able to work with them. So like, you know, to see, you know, Matt Riddle face Brock. It's something he really wants. I've just decided for all the like really opportunities for like legit dream matches to happen moving forward.
1: Let me ask a potentially incendiary question at what point can nxt actually become instead of the third brand be the second brand
3: so let me ask, so i had this mm. conversation with somebody at work and, and i'm gonna put this out there and i'm gonna see what you guys think so he really thinks that wwe is really testing this time period to see how nxt is doing with the ratings against you know aw and will eventually let NXT become the number two show compared to, yes. you know, the Friday Night SmackDown. And that way you'll put Raw on the network.
2: Yeah. What There's too much money involved for mm-hmm. Raw coming off the network, network TV. USA, USA is their, their number one show. USA is going to throw so much money at them that ain't happening.
3: Gotcha. So, and the they're, both, only- they're
2: both locked into five-year deals, so neither show is going off USA or Fox anytime soon.
3: Gotcha. And the only reason I'm saying this, and we're, you know, I guess we're going to touch on this a little bit later, but how the ratings intrigued this week is purely about, in my opinion, okay, they're trying to see what NXT was on Friday. Okay, who are these guys? Oh, they're coming on Monday too? Now I've seen them for two straight days. Let me see how their show is like. Mm-hmm. So you basically tease them on Friday, experienced them on Monday where you brought even more characters out because you didn't have everybody on Friday Night SmackDown, but you brought more people out on Monday Night Raw. Now to see, OK, what are we doing here on their own show? What type of entertainment do they have? And to try, tie in, you know, even famous stars like AJ Styles and the OC, how that Balor tease was during that time. They're trying to see what they can really build for that brand. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I, Damien, I think they really can try to do something big here. And it's like the best time to do it is right now if you have a heated com- competition against AEW. Against everything that's going on Like the World Series is off now So you know You got some availability on show So yeah. I really think it's a good time
2: so, Something to keep in mind With the whole Wednesday night thing Cause there's, a, there's a lot of like Now that we're like so many weeks in And the, we're, the numbers this week And we'll probably get into it in a little bit Of like bounce back up some But it's like Something to keep in mind With the whole Wednesday night thing As far as How people are treating it And how, how much people want to read into it Even if you combined The numbers of NXT and AEW. Once we're now we're at take out the first darn week of stuff. Now that we're getting normal numbers in the eight hundred range, even if you combine their numbers together, that number isn't matching a SmackDown or Raw number by itself. So the combined Wednesday night viewing isn't in the stratosphere yet of Mondays or or Fridays. It's just it's a different animal what's happening on wednesdays
0: yeah yeah, my my thing is there's there's a couple of things for me raw the name alone is going to draw uh because it's it's monday night yeah monday night raw it's just it's
2: just just, just, that's the that's the traditional time slot
0: exactly that's just that's got
2: 30 years of legacy behind it just right there
0: exactly and um smackdown obviously has the promotional and the network backing and availability which helps it is so and NST is something that really hardcore wrestling fans of this era is accustomed to. We go out the way to find it, whether it be on the network, Hulu, or Live on USA Network. We go look for it. The reason for me why ratings did what it did this week is because there was so much news and intrigue and intriguingness, and in the storylines for this week. It was quite frankly unpredictable, and. People didn't know what to do, so the only way to find out what's happening is not turn into Meltzer, but turn into the show. So I think that it just just provided a really exciting time for people, and they just wanted to see more of it. Um, And because, for me, I think because when all three shows work together, um, they uh, they create laterally, they help each other out and create more buzz for one another, trickling down i think a prime example is this is uh for people who watch uh the cw shows the the cw arrowverse shows a lot of people think the flash is one of the best shows i don't think a lot of people watch supergirl um arrow has always had his core fan base since it was the original show but when they do specials like crisis on infinite earth and they're gonna have storylines go across all five shows best believe people are going to be watching from Sunday all the way to Thursday to make sure that they get each and every one. So when they got these really conjunction storylines for each of the ones, especially with everything after there, um, the, the good thing, that the good stuff that actually came from after Saudi Arabia, it just helped one another out. And I think it was just a really exciting time. And I think we're still loving this moment right now. And... Um I, I'd be curious to know what you guys think next week's uh, viewership is going to do. But other than that, if they keep this momentum up, Survivor Series, I think is going to be one big pay-per-view that I think a lot of people are going to tune in 10, tune in ten and really enjoy.
1: Will, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I'm trying to – <laughs> the big thing that came away for me this week when we're talking about the ratings here, I mean, NXT had a significant comeback this week. They were down last week to uh, 580,000 against Game 7 of the World Series. That obliterated everybody. Last week was the bloodbath everyone was worried about where just wrestling took a back seat with a Game 7 going <laughs> on against it. Yeah. So NXT was all the way down to 580 and last night they came all the way back up to uh, 813. Mm-hmm. So they made, God, that's like 600, or all, all geez, like about two and a half there they came back so they, they had a significant jump back AEW had been down to a uh, 759 against game 7 and they c- came back to a uh, 822 so they beat out NXT by a uh, 9000 so it's a very a very close gap here now it's it's definitely competitive once again but NXT had the bigger chunk of ground that they regained even the week prior to that what during a uh, game 2 of the World Series, NXT was at a 698. So they came back like the the best number they've had like in three weeks. So NXT, there's definitely momentum going on with this crossover storyline. I think 2 James is right on track that if they can keep this going on, they got two more weeks before Survivor Series. I think they could really build some really good momentum with this. And heck, I mean, this week, they, I think they were very smart in what they did where it's like, okay, we're going to bring AJ Styles, we're going to bring the club down, and we're just going to bring them. We're not bringing anybody else. I think that was a very smart, calculated move because you got two more weeks now where it's like, OK, next week we can bring somebody else. And the week after that, we can bring somebody else. They didn't like shoot their whole wad with like, oh, here comes like a dozen and Smackdown superstars. Right. They kind of they, they kept it conservative and it worked. So they got a lot of cards they can play here to, to go against this. Now, what I'm curious about is this is full gear weekend coming up. It's the first mm-hmm. AEW pay-per-view that's happening since they launched AEW Dynamite. So it's the first pay-per-view being promoted off of television as opposed to being the elite and all their uh, online videos. Does this show feel I guess different or more interesting? What what's what your all's takes on it? Cuz this show feels different to me than the buzz there was For the previous shows, this is now what their fourth pay-per-view, if I'm counting right. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. so it's it's the pay-per-view number four, but it's the first one coming off TV. So it's a different kind of a presentation this time around. How how are we feeling about that as the first AEW pay-per-view promoted off of television?
3: And that's interesting you said that it's different because I'm trying to think, is that different in a positive way or different in a right. negative way? Exactly. And am I different right now? And I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm thinking different in a negative way because I'm thinking right now what I'm seeing AEW being on TV is very safe and very complacent. And I know they're doing good matches when they're trying to bring out new characters, like bringing out Trent and bringing out Pac and trying to use John Moxley in a, a different way. But it's using the same characters over and over again. You're not bringing anybody new. It's nothing transcending where it's like, oh, what's going to happen next week? It's like the same thing is kind of ret- r- routinely happening each week. So when I'm looking at this pay-per-view, it's like, I'm, granted, I'm pretty sure it's going to be good wrestling. But it's nothing that stands out that says, okay, what is different that you're doing in comparison to the WWE? Um, and, and I'm not seeing anything as of yet. But maybe that will change. But they're just playing it very safe to me.
1: For instance, oh. I'm looking at the card right now, <laughs> and honestly, as as usual for AEW, it's very top heavy. But even the undercard matches, the B and Britt are on the pre show. The Reho, the Reho match versus Emmy I, probably for me is the thing that I'm looking most forward to. But under the radar, there's a Janela-Sean Spears match. Think about that. Ur. About a year ago, <laughs> year and a half ago, Sean Spears, Ty Dillinger couldn't even sniff main event. No. Now he's actually on a pay-per-view. <laughs> again, like he's on a pay-per-view again, and now against Janela. So I, th- I want to say, it's for me, it's kind of trending downward. Uh, this seems like a weak card, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. With the exception mm-hmm. of maybe the, you know, the top four matches, I'm eh, nothing is making me want to buy this pay per view to be
2: quite. Not honest. for fifty
1: dollars. No. No.
2: Yeah.
1: Fifteen, I don't, I don't maybe fifty. Hell no.
2: Yeah, we're that how that's been the issue they've been having from the beginning is that the shows aren't priced to the current market. It's like we, re, regardless of what people want to think, it's like we are now in the nine ninety nine era, yeah. and it's like I think you can go beyond that. I think you can go, you know, to twenty bucks, to twenty five. But once you get past that, you really got to be putting on a premium product. If you're going to be charging like UFC style prices and getting it up in that $50 range. Right. And that, that's just that's, I think, been a deal breaker from the beginning with just what they're asking. Or now that this isn't the first show, this isn't the second show. It's like, OK, this is show number four. It's like, OK, it's like, what, what's the what's the novelty? you know what what's what's the where's the where's the new car smell now? and when I'm looking at that main event and I'm just like cody and jericho I'm like right, right okay, I mean, I'm sure it'll be good, but I'm not excited about it, you know it's like it's there where's the sizzle where yeah. where where's that something extra that like is gonna make me want to spend that extra money, and like, I'm, sh- I'm sure it'll be a good show. I'm sure it'll have good wrestling, but you know what? I can see good wrestling practically any night of the week now, and I don't yep. have to pay fifty bucks for it. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And that I don't know. I, I, was, I was curious how, if y'all were on the same page as I was feeling, because that's the big thing I was getting. I was just like, the show doesn't coming off the TV of all the pay per views so far. I would say I'm the least excited about this one. Mm-hmm. So uh, a couple of things to kind of piggyback off
0: what you said. My biggest thing is the price. So um, uh, this weekend on Saturday, I hung out with my boys and um, they're, they're big combat sports fans. So little did I know, uh, we, we knew we kind of knew what we were going to watch that night. We knew that UFC had a fight with a uh, with a uh, Nate Diaz. And then we also knew that Canelo had a fight. And um Typically, we try to you know decide on which one we we're going to which one we we're going to pay for, uh, but with uh, the UFC, you have to have ESPN Plus. You have to pay, have that first, and then you have to then buy the pay per view. I, I it's absolutely, but it's it's bonkers. <laughs> I, I'm sure the, I'm sure the ESPN deal is very lucrative for UFC and they need it, but it's it sucks for fans. Yep. So. That was option A. And option B was well, where's the Canelo fight at? Let's find it on pay-per-view. Come to find out, which I didn't know, my friend educated me a little bit on is that Canelo has signed some super lucrative deal with Dazzin. Um, a new app that kind of mirrors what the WWE network does. You pay a hundred dollars a year and you get all the pay-per-views for boxing, uh, that they that they got rights to, boxing. Uh, Bellator, and some other stuff. So once the pay-per-view came on, the fight was there. And it was just that. And it was like, oh, that's cool. I I, I wouldn't mind having something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and then um, uh, Top Rank also was having a show which was on, I think, it was something on free. I, it was something free or whatever. But, see, the decision-making of this is that when you have this really competitive nature, especially in wrestling right now, that really t- going to be the deciding factor for some people. Do I spend $60 on this, or do I take my 60 and invest it in something else? I mean, mm-hmm. just just to play really devil advocate here for, for everybody that may not have a lot of money going on right now, do you take your $60 on AEW, or do you just wait, I don't know, a couple of days and drop that on a year of Disney Plus? So, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not even close. <laughs> the, the, the options right now are just... Uh, they're, they're, it, I don't see how that's not everyone's recipe right now. And another thing that I think that really trickles down to like trends is that cell phone bills. You remember before when you had to pay for minutes, and then it yep. went to having Ooh, unlimited nine minutes. O'clock.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice and
0: weekends. you remember Wait that messages?
2: unlimited time,
0: right? And then yeah. test messages were free, and the minutes you had to pay for. Or then they, vice versa, did again. Then they was like, you yep. know what? Everything's free for yeah. one set price. This is this is what competitors are looking to do. And when you're trying to be a staple in the game right now, they should have known automatically with the WWE Network and how that deal is going. Hell, forget the WWE Network with Showtime, HBO and every all these other streaming services that are making people cut the cord. How do you think that traditional pay-per-view sales was ever the most righteous thing to do? If boxing, who's been around for years doing it in that recipe, has now decided to go to apps, exclusive deals with Showtime or exclusive deals with uh with Dazzling, like I said now, you think people are really gonna say, man, what channels the pay-per-view? Oh, or spend the sixty dollars right now. Absolutely not. Absolutely, just absolutely not. Okay,
1: so who I think is going to pay the sixty dollars are those diehards who are the anti-WWE. A.E.W. supporters faux life, not to borrow the cash (laughs) Uh,
3: So,
1: Anyone who has seen probably Jericho's promo work uh, or Cody's promo from last night may want to tune in if it's something new. But does the staunch regular wrestling fan want to plop down 60 bucks like when we were begging mom and dad when we were kids? No, no. I will gladly buy Disney Plus for the year for that price. Or, hey, I got no shame in my game. I'll just see the pirated version of AEW if I really have to. Right. you know because it's for, it's for work reasons to work here so it's I'm watching it for work reasons it's okay
0: I or say, I'll I go do, to a sports ball do not I do not embrace that statement.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Big podcast does not endorsed <laughs> endorse,
2: endorse we, 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 we do not provide or share links or anything of that sort of nature I'll be I'll be at the arena so you'll have no nothing to worry about
1: here, so they'll okay, so get your money that's great but then again I I would rather buy a ticket to see it live yeah. than yeah. have to pay that $60. Exactly. Or I'll just go to a viewing party on a sports bar. That's
0: yeah. also that's also another option that'd be rather. But yeah, you $30. Hell, a flight to Baltimore pleasure ticket <laughs> may cost you less than a pay-per-view. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, there
0: was something else y'all brought up too that I wanted to say about right before you said something about AEW, you say something that really, really, really made me think about something. Uh, what's the numbers? What What did you say right before you segue into AEW? Will you, we talking about I something? Down, a-
2: I was running down. The, 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 the ground that NXT recovered, coming back yes. from you know, the World Series and everything. How they they got a huge. They got the more significant bump in like the audience this week. AEW got a bump, but not as big as NXT. Uh, outside of that, let's see what else were we talking about. We were talking about that.
0: Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. It I'm sure. It will back uh, bounce back in my head at some point. Um oh. all right, but yeah, well, into the meantime, yeah, what what, uh, what else do we need to cover really quick for tonight? Something else I feel like some uh, something that we need to talk about. Well, here. the
1: performance center got some new recruits, if you know, which are more female wrestler specific, uh, people some, that you all know,
2: yeah, familiar faces at that <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. one of them being Shanti Blackheart.
2: Uh, Has Sashi been on the show?
0: I don't, rec- I don't, I don't remember. No, 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 I haven't had her. Uh, friend, friend of mine's, though, also another friend of mine's. My man Steven has made it uh, yes. well, officially, officially to the Performance Center. Uh So congratulations to our man, uh the, the ref, our man Stephen Smith that's making it out there. So good good for him. Are uh,
1: they going to call him Stephen? I was going to say, are they going to call him Stephen A. <laughs> Smith or Stephon A. Smith? Yeah. Um, no, as no matter
0: of fact, the reason why I just tripped that up, I'm, I'm looking at right now that uh Steven A. Smith, just got a new deal with ESPN for eight million a year. So oh, sheesh. Wow. yeah, sheesh is right. <laughs> but Stefan, excuse me, uh, yes, yeah, a friend, uh, is all officially now at the performance. Officially, officially, because he was already there, but now officially, officially is there. So congratulations to mm-hmm. him and Socksy. Who else is on that uh list? I forget. Scarlet Indy. Bordeaux.
1: Scarlet Bordeaux, Bordeaux and Indy Hartwell. Yes.
0: Oh, okay. Awesome. Indy. Coming from uh, Australia and, and uh, MCW,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, got from MCW. So
1: yeah, yeah. Well, nice okay. To look at. So, so this is not
0: a competitive class by any means. If this, mm-hmm. I hope we're not going in.
1: But this is an eclectic class. If we're being honest, I mean, they just took Shotzi, who appeals to a mass, a t- totally different mass market than anybody else would in NXT. Let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. You know, with her, with her balls to the wall gimmick, she does a lot of intergender wrestling. She's got that frenetic gonna miss, energy, gonna miss that. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing, and then you have the traditional beauty who actually can wrestle in Scarlett Boudreaux. Because, well, one, I didn't think the day would come any sooner that they would have signed her. Because she, I remember a couple of years ago, she did a squash match dedicating it to, to Chicago when it was in Chicago against Nia Jax. And WWE bought her in, and and now they signed her. Now the role they'll have her in, I think, is going to be really interesting. Are they going to put her in a Zelina Vega type role where she's the business partner, or you know, kind of like that, that that alluring shield for an up and coming talent as a manager valet who's active, or do they actually make her an actual competitor for a women's title? Because remember, we are in the the era now of not the typical WWE. Uh, you know, rinse and repeat women's athlete. Mm-hmm. We're looking at eclectic different types of athletes now. So I wonder what role they're really going to find for her that suits her more, you know, suits her perfectly to suit her mm-hmm. assets. And I'm not even talking about physical, like she's great on the uh-huh. mic. She's great on the mic. She's actually really good in the ring. I saw her at a wrestle Circuit show um, before they closed up and just the, the, the way she carried herself and was able to kind of connect with the crowd as a heel was, was, for me, was something that I didn't know she had. It wasn't really brought forth an impact, so I was glad to see that. And then the last thing is Indy Hartwell, who a lot of people are saying is a poor man's Tessa Blanchard because she's she hangs out with her, constantly trains with her. She's got the same build as Tessa when she first broke into the into the wrestling world, but she's also 22. Mm-hmm. So well, that I think when you have time on your side and you've already been signed too developmental and you have the look and you have the athleticism. I think she's the one that going forward, if all the, you know, let's be honest, if all the cards fall where they may, I think she's the one that's going to have a more lucrative career than the other two. That's just my own long-term viewing of that situation.
0: Yeah. You know what? I take, I take my words back, not maybe the most competitive class that we've seen of all classes, but yeah, this is a very intriguing class of talent. Mm. Um, because yes, you, you're absolutely right, and I'm glad you brought that up about India. I knew that she was that age, and in due time, for her already having of uh, seeing her work, for already having uh, um, uh, a, a a good set now, and actually being polished and groomed under the right people and the right toolage of people, um, I think her I think her ceiling is tremendously high this Scarlet mm-hmm. is I think she's intriguing as well, too, because you really do have a Switch Army Blade of somebody that can just do so many different things uh currently, uh depending on where she's at in her career. Um, and and obviously they, they identify her as a good asset for WWE. But I, I definitely think that who's to say where she ultimately ends up doing because she can do but so much, and then obviously. The ballsy one, I mean, after going through the Evolve program, after, after after coming through tough enough, they already had eyes on her. The Evolve thing happened, and then this immediately followed right after it. Everyone knew it was only a matter of time for her. Just going to hate the fact that she won't be able to do energetic wrestling uh, for a while, maybe never at this point. Who knows? But um, she's definitely done put her time in on the road and really groomed herself. Um, from over these last couple of years So I, I think there's, there's No other better feeling to seeing somebody Work hard and the reward comes on the back end So good for her
2: Yeah that's the one thing we're getting With this class has been kind of different than the last few We're not getting the random athlete Thrown in there that doesn't have a wrestling background Everyone on this uh, Everyone in this group has like a wrestling background Has put in some miles Has put in mm-hmm. some years and some time And they all have like very You know thought out and like specific stories of how they got to this moment. And they're all wrestling people. So yeah. it's compared to like some of the class, usually they tend to, to have like, well, we have this one football guy or this one guy who came down and did the combine and he did really good numbers. So we're giving him a shot. It's like, there's none of that in this one. This is like the wrestling class of like mm-hmm. indie names and people with some credentials that they're, that they're bringing in. And like, I think you really nailed it, breaking them down, Damien that all of them, are unique in their own way. And they all can like be used in very different ways that like, really there isn't like a lot of overlap between the four of them. I think that's, re- it's, it's a really interesting group to see how they, how this is going to turn out for them over the next year.
0: Also too, I just make this to be very clear. Um, Stefan too, also a ref also has a wrestling background as well. Yes, Russell under the mm-hmm. persona of Rump Thump. So, you know, ultimately he found his way into WWE and who's to know when he's out there taking those bumps and everything? And you see his intensity. Don't let it get twisted. He's just not a ref. <laughs> God can run the rope. So, like I said, I'm happy. This this is a class. I'm definitely happy about. Considering um, there's some friends in there as well. And then there's like I said, the people that's been working really hard. So, I know what I was going to say earlier. Go ahead. Jamal's point. So Jamal has really been talking about how ways and what uh how nst can really like you know justify themselves as being a legit third brand and i remember just something he said a while ago about uh about daniel bryant possibly being somebody that can come down or work nxt he to make it mm-hmm. yeah to mm-hmm. make it legit so obviously we got the match with Adam Cole and Brian Bryant which was one hell of a match and then on mm-hmm. the other end we got Seth Rollins and uh Adam Cole as well. So I mean you're obviously making Adam Cole look really good to all the viewers who know these two top guys um taking defeats or going toe to toe with somebody of Adam Cole who they may not have known. So so while this is happening, uh Jamal I don't think he was watching Raw. So I was like, oh snap I said Triple H is out oh, to get um he's out here to possibly recruit Seth Rollins to NXT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said he doesn't like it he said that doesn't make any sense and um, I, obviously I know his feelings about Seth Rollins and not liking him as a wrestler he thinks he's a little bit of a bore but to my point so you guys are making this whole story is that yeah I think that what he was saying about Darren Brown was absolutely something I never thought of and then to see Triple H come out this kind of sort of recruit Seth Rollins to come back to NST was really intriguing to me now I also like that story now we'll see where that goes in the future but to my question to you guys is that, do you think that NXT does need one mega star from the main, one of the two other shows to really solidify them as a contender now?
3: So let me ask you this. Where do you see uh, Finn Balor as far as him as a star? I mean, he was the first Universal Champion, and he did come down to NXT. What value do you place of him first? And I think after you and after you to answer that, I want you to think about where the next person should be. Should it be above him or below him? Like okay. if he's going to be your mega star.
0: So obviously Finn is a mega star, but because he was sort of drafted to NST, I think it's yep. just a just a topic different here on their approach. At least, at least if this is what I think, Jamal yep. was getting. at. But to actually see somebody make the jump from saying like I am leaving here to go here. Type of thing is do you think that needs to happen to really make like a wow moment for everything? But if I don't even know at this point in uh, at this point, the only person I think that's bigger than Finn Balor to come back to NXT has got to be either Shinsuke Nakamura or Oscar at this point.
3: What about Cesaro or Luke Harper?
0: No. Okay. Poor Cesaro, and he had a good like like Damien said earlier. He had a, he had a hell of a match against uh, Mansour Yes. Uh, Crowd Joel. Can yeah, I, I he, just say he, he, about Cesaro's Montessor. pants
1: really quick? What is up with Cesaro's outfit lately? Do they have him wrestling in man Pre's now? Is that a new thing for him?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see why that came about, but I gotta say, for me, it was just like, all right, well, we don't take, we don't, he didn't take, you don't his
2: care, be serious. So yeah, that's how I looked at I was like, okay, cool, cool with me.
1: Go ahead, Will. Sorry.
2: Yeah, no, uh, Cesaro, would he, I mean, he'd be great there. It just wouldn't have the impact. I mean, of, of like Balor's already, like I would say, right. has outdone that as far as like coming down there. If they're going to move anybody else, I would think they'd want to do it coming out of Survivor Series as part yeah. of like storyline coming out of however they do all this crossover stuff. I don't know if you necessarily need to, though. It's, it's, I think it all depends how much do they have planned for Finn Balor down there. With all this Mm -hmm. teasing they're doing, especially the interplay we saw at the end of NXT this week with him and AJ Styles and the whole, like, little bullet club uh, callback there between everybody. Uh, I don't know. I think if they have big plans for him, and hell, Johnny Gargano ain't been around since uh, he kicked him in the head. If they got a lot planned for him, it might just muddy the waters if you really bring anyone else of any significance down there. So, in a lot of ways, I'm kind of thinking, heck, you stay the course with Finn Balor, and mm-hmm. see what happens with all that. But if they're moving anyone else, I would think you you do it coming off a Survivor Series. But Nakamura is an interesting call. That that anybody that might be the the other possibility. But they seem to have a lot going on with him and in, uh, the Intercontinental Title right now. So yeah, sure. what about Samoa huh. Joe coming off mm. an injury? Ooh, that uh, feels like a step down. Okay. I think yeah. there's plenty he can be doing on the main roster right now.
1: Yeah, I think, a, I think save for Daniel Bryan or Seth Rollins, I don't see anyone, unless you want to get really creative and say, hey, I'm going to send Roman Reigns down to NXT. <laughs> I can see them
2: doing that for one week. I could see them doing that just to pop something during this whole invasion thing in the next week or two that they do something where he shows up and he makes the whole point. I mean, I joked about that night coming off SmackDown last Friday where I was like, not if, but when he shows up on NXT and makes the point about y'all stepped in my yard when I wasn't there. Now I'm stepping in yours. Right. It it writes itself. So I could totally see it happening, but that would, that'd be a one night only thing, I think.
1: And I think the only way you can conceivably have, a major—I don't want to say main roster, but a Raw SmackDown superstar go down to NXT or go over to NXT is similar to when the Alliance angle happened and Austin turned, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh well, now Stone Cold is a member of the Alliance. You know what I mean? So yeah. they would have to probably probably cost their brand, their respective Survivor Series match to NXT, which I think if they do have team versus team versus team. NXT has to go over. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that is the one time NXT should go over is during the elimination match, and it has to and it has to be because someone probably is going to be because someone betrayed their team on Raw or SmackDown, and joined NXT or took Hunter's offer or whatever the case may be, be it Seth, be it Shinsuke, or even Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. And I think going back to an earlier question from way at the beginning of the show was about NXT kind of making that leap. Do you bring someone just to make the leap or because you see the ratings of what they are now with AEW and if you're WWE, mm-hmm. you're content with, yep, told you our third brand was going to be better than their first brand yeah. and stay the course. Right.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean the one problem I have with it, if they do it, and I could totally see him doing it, it wouldn't surprise me to see them reprise the whole idea of Stone Cold turning on WWF and joining the Alliance. It, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. And heck, the way Seth's whole run is going right now, it might not be the worst idea for him as a way to uh, <laughs> kind of refresh him in a way where he feels like he's not so darn ice cold. But the one problem is, you do that route and you go that route, yeah, it works. But whoever you do with that turn, they instantly overshadow all the regulars in NXT. And that's exactly what happened when you did it with Austin. Immediately, he became the focus of everything. And everyone that was the WCW folks was just like, okay, we're just standing behind him now wearing a t-shirt. I mean, that's the (laughs) one downside of it. It would work. And it probably would help with getting, you know, those NXT uh, numbers up on Wednesday. So, in a business sense, it probably makes a lot of darn sense to do it that way. But it would definitely be at the expense of, I say, people like Adam Cole, people like Johnny Gargano, the, the you know, your, hell, even Champa, the, the, the rank and file top guys of NXT would immediately be slotted behind a Seth Rollins if they did that move. Mm. Yeah. All right. So, what else we need to
0: cover
3: real quick before we uh, wrap up the sh- episode for tonight? Just let me ask this one quick question. So future booking, with this invasion angle, where does it end? Does it end at WrestleMania where you have this be the start of WrestleMania season or do you think this is a short-term thing just to end at the Royal Rumble?
0: I don't don't let it, don't let it go too long. Keep it fresh and interesting. So I don't want to keep I mean Survivor Series for me. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, okay. And, and, and create some spectacle for Royal Rumble. You know, create some one off or a little standoff shall I say, that could be intriguing for, yeah. uh, for future booking.
2: Yeah, you revisit it at Royal Rumble, you run it through Survivor yeah. Series, and then of course we know damn well, December is like the worst month of WWE, where it's just like every everything seems to go into autopilot yeah. from Survivor yeah. Series until yeah. the new year with the holidays and everything. So I mean, God, I don't have high hopes for either of these companies for uh, the month of December. I don't <laughs> either. You do, it, you do it through Survivor Series. You come back in the new year, maybe you start teasing some stuff for Royal Rumble. And then at Royal Rumble, yeah, you could totally kind of revisit some of this once you figure out what they want to do for WrestleMania. That's one thing. We're in November, and in the old days, right now is when you'd kind of be getting the idea of where they were going for WrestleMania next year. You'd start seeing the seeds planted. And I'll be, damn, I don't know what they're doing for anything at WrestleMania right now. They are just... They're in They are booking for like the next couple of weeks, and that's about it. It seems.
3: And take go on sale what next Friday?
1: Yep, I, b- I believe it's next Friday. Yes. Yeah,
3: um, yeah, yep. All right. Well, d-
0: again, now did we cover everything that we need to cover? I feel like there's something else we were missing. Mr. We
1: Jamal. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: I'm not forgetting anything.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. I know um, can I throw? It,
1: a, can I throw a quick thing that's been bugging me for a while since it happened? Bring it on. Since Kofi lost the title <laughs> and Xavier oh, Woods boy. rupturing his Achilles, yeah, that quick vanished from the main yeah. content.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: New, new days falling off the face of the planet. Yeah, unfortunately. That's
0: fine. I think it should be that way. I mean, any other tag team, when one person goes down, it affects the team, i.e. the Usos, who I'm really just sick. just
1: about to say that.
0: Is not involved in any of this right now because the it, Usos Well, they're laying versus,
1: low for other reasons, probably.
0: I mean, but obviously, one took down the whole... Uh, took the wife yeah. and everything. I about to say, to the wife,
1: to the whole family. Took the whole yeah. family. But mm. with Kofi's kind of descent, not even into mid-card, but to like, tag-team hell? Like, has anyone seen something so fast aside from Jinder Mahal from that fast of a fall?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, part, of it, I think part of it's the timing with the whole, you know, with King timing. Velasquez coming in for the whole Saudi show. It's like, they they took the title and got onto Brock, and then they immediately went into the build for the Saudi show, and now that we're out of that, maybe we'll See something uh, resurface. That's it. We haven't had a normal episode of SmackDown since the Saudi show. Right. This Friday will be the first time since they all the travel issues. So we haven't even had a chance for them to like reset and be like, okay, here's kind of what we're doing now. Is Other than this eva- invasion stuff, if you're mm. not involved with in this whole uh, invasion crossover angle, nothing else is really happening, it seems, at the moment. Right. Maybe, maybe that's the plan. Maybe that idea is okay, we kind of keep... Everyone doesn't need to be involved with in this invasion thing. We do it through Survivor Series, and then we kind of reset stuff after that. That might actually be kind of what they're going with. It's giving some of the roster a break since they're yeah. calling up so many... I mean, so much of the TV right now is gonna be getting over these NXT faces. That means some of the faces we would normally see just there ain't room for them right now. Nope. In a lot of ways that might make a lot of sense. It's just like people like Kofi and uh, who are we talking about earlier who ain't been around? Velveteen Dream and that. Yeah. Just like, you know, people yeah. that just like if, if you're a little banged up right now, it's like, no, just just sit off to the side. Yeah. Everyone can't be around right now anyway. There's just there's more people around than normal on a Monday and Friday night. So I I would in a lot of ways it might make some sense. Kind of. Keep them off to the side and say, "Hey, you know, once we're once we're in December, once we come back in January, then we got something for you." Right.
1: Yep. Okay, that was just something that was kind of gnawing at me for the last couple of weeks, so I, I just wanted everybody's opinion on it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I hear you.
0: Yep. And yeah, Velvetine Dream is hurt. I kind of looked it up, know. Okay. I mean, like I said, heard and returning, and whatever it may be, he's not on TV for whatever reasons. Lastly, last but not least. Cody Rhodes promo last night Um, I think a lot of people have been talking about it Uh, All I'm going to say is watch it (laughs) Because It seems to be intriguing to people It had emotions to it Um, The one thing I will say that I really liked about The whole promo aspect is that He addressed the idea Of how come he gets A match And is there a conflict of interest Because possibly Mm -hmm. Management getting title shots out of nowhere How does that make sense yeah, I think a lot of people might have been wondering that. And they're supposed to be doing things different based on records and so forth. It kind of didn't add up. So I I, I really like the fact they addressed that. I thought that was pretty cool. But um, yeah, other than
2: that, um, that's all I
1: got. That Jericho promo was hilarious, by the way. Jericho
2: was just hilarious. The Jericho vignette was the bomb, that's for sure. And the Cody promo was damn good. It's definitely something to go out of your way to, to check out those two segments from AEW Dynamite last night. I tell you what, I tell you what, if you really want something to watch, watch
0: the NWA Power this weekend. Because if you're talking about videos, they're doing some silly stuff that's just so really good. So I uh, haven't be- seen
1: this week's yet. Is it worse because of the commercials? Like, are the commercials bad?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <So> the commercials <laughs> are always a trip. This week, this week, the commercials though were pretty straightforward because they were promoting the uh, Retromania video game. Oh, okay, steer. Yeah. So they're going to be involved in that. So they were kind of actually doing like legitimate, real commercials this time around. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because you know, I need my weekly supply of irons th- and waffles. You
2: know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's all we got for the week. And I, like I said, um, I think we done hit all our targets and everything, but. Um for this week's episode. I don't think we have anything else. i really I'm dragging because I really feel like there was something else I needed to say, but who knows? We
2: got, we got it all. We got okay. it. All right, that's
0: all I need. I need the reinsurance. I need the pat on the back. So that would do it. But anyway. <laughs> Good job, two chains.
1: <laughs> you go, two champs. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening in this week. Uh, And as always, you know, our weekly shows are going to be each and every Thursday to drop. We're going to do them Thursday. We'll either get them out Thursday night or Friday morning. So, you know, bear with us. Bear with us. But we got a ton more content coming out covering other shows and other products and so forth. So just stay tuned. Stay locked. Stay subscribed. You get all the good stuff right away. And also, by all means, keep barking at us on Twitter because we like that that makes us that makes us laugh entertainment and interaction is what we're about but anyway we'll catch you guys next week thank you for tuning in